There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I am your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. And if this is your first time tuning in, then I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you happened to find this podcast and I hope that you do enjoy it. And for those of you who are returning, then welcome back. You know, we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) So I am in this whole mood of reminiscing on the past and thinking about the future because for those of you who don't know, my older daughter is getting ready to graduate from high school. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and she plays volleyball. So we've been kind of traveling all over the place here lately. And it has me just thinking about, you know, what lies ahead, of course, in the future for her, but then also just for all of us, you know, we've been in this state where we've been in a lot of transition since the beginning of the pandemic. And although we are not out of the woods yet, although I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that very soon we will be, Um, you know, we still are in this space where things are a little bit, you know, out of the norm and uh, there's a lot still going on and we're, we're trying to figure out and gain where we are now and gain our footing. And one of the things that I know occurred during this time is the, you know, this whole, um, aspect of the great resignation that became such a major, player in terms of the workforce and businesses and the entrepreneurial space, definitely over the last two to almost three years now, maybe two years now. And what I was wondering when I was, you know, kind of, like I said, thinking about the future, are we still going through this whole phenomenon of the great resignation? Is that still occurring? What's actually going on? Because I feel like it's hard to tell what's happening from day to day nowadays. Um, but I was actually online and, and just scrolling through reading a lot of news and ran across this article uh, from earlier this month in C, uh, CNBC on a CNBC website. And it, it really did answer my question that, you know, with 4.3 million people quitting their jobs just in this January of 2022, which is a heck of a lot of people that we are not slowing down in terms of the great resignation, meaning that what they're seeing is actually the fact that we are remaining at this high state of resignation as early as first quarter of this year. And so, you know, when you look at this and thinking about how these job resignations are still going up, they're, they're still up like, you know, a quarter, um, 
uh, you know, or 23% above the pre-pandemic levels, then you have to know that those people are going somewhere, right? And many of these people are entering into the entrepreneurial space. They're entering into the online space with online businesses. They're entering into the retail space and, and selling products. And, you know, they're just out here making money and growing, thriving, hopefully, and surviving as we hope that they should. But you know, what does that mean for us that have been out here and trying to build businesses all along? I think one of the things that's a major player when we look at this whole aspect of the great resignation is the fact that a lot of people could look at other entrepreneurs or, you know, uh, if you want to say side hustlers, I hate to use that term because I really think that even if you have a job and you are trying to build a business, that doesn't necessarily mean that you take it lightly. Um, some people do want side hustles, but some people actually work two jobs, which is what I always like to say. So, you know, no matter how they are uh, selling their services or selling products, uh, whether it's online or locally in retail stores or in a local space, um, you know, there are a lot of people entering into the market, into every industry. And so the question becomes, Comes, what do you do? The people who have been there, they've been benefiting. And, and like I was saying that a lot of the people who are entering into this space now have seen those individuals who are already, you know, trying to build their businesses over the three to four years prior to the pandemic. They actually grew tremendously when everything went online, when people were, you know, kind of held up in their homes and we couldn't go anywhere. And so a lot, you know, grew, especially in the online space, because a lot of businesses moved online. In order to stay afloat, they had to pivot in that way. A lot of, you know, coaches really became very, very profitable because they were teaching those individuals that were trying to go online how to do that effectively. And so it was, you know, becoming almost a win-win for everyone other than those traditional, um, you know, employers that were out there trying to hold on to the employees, the very talented employees that they had. But it's really hard to do that when people begin to see that there was a possibility of going from making, let's say if they were making 30, 40, 50, 70, even $100,000 plus a year to being able to make 10, 20, 30,000 plus in a month. It's hard to compete with that. And so that is an aspect that drove a lot of people in online or into this entrepreneurial space because it opened people's eyes to the value of the knowledge and the skills and the talent that they had. And I think before then, we may have always known that that was a possibility, but it wasn't until we actually saw this boom occur that we, that we became familiar with other individuals that we knew that we were close to that made it feel more, more tangible, more reachable. And so that really led a lot of people to make that transition. So when you think about that and you think about all this movement, then the question becomes, what do you do in order to stand out now? right? Because it was already hard before. <laughs> it was already a challenge before. And I know even in the consulting space, we've always relied very, very heavily on networking and on referrals. But some of that is getting disrupted somewhat because when you are relying on referrals, now those referrals are 
are going to be diluted somewhat because you have so many people who are going to be in the marketplace also looking for other referrals, right? Which is one of the reasons why I don't ever recommend that that be your sole strategy. I think it needs to be part of it, but not where you hang your hat completely because uh, that can actually make things very, very difficult. And even when you think about networks, the networks that we are able to enter in are a little bit different now. Uh, They are a lot are still on the online space even now, although things are beginning to open up and return a little bit back to normal or to a new normal. There is still some limit limitations with regards to being able to network effectively and really promote your business in the same ways that we were able to do in the past. So, you know, you have to really come to grips with the fact that you have to make some changes right now so that you can begin to compete. Because the the thing that people are not uh, really considering is the fact that the more people that are entering the market, the more that people are elevating the level of content that they're putting out, whether it's in a blog or whether it's in video content or courses or webinars or whatever it may be, as that continues to elevate and become even more and more uh, detailed and, and of higher quality and more complex than the, the clients and the customers that we're looking to serve are becoming more familiar with expecting that level of quality and, and detail. And, and they should. But what that also means is that we have to also grow and elevate our our content and however we are putting it out there, our thought leadership and however we are allowing it to be displayed so that it can compete because our clients are very sophisticated at this point. They know what they're looking for. They know that you know, the, the simple little things that used to be able to work easily to grab someone's attention, that just won't work any longer. And so I think we're in this space that even as consultants, we're going to have to think out of the box when it comes to really building an effective, whether you want to say funnel or pipeline to continuously and consistently generate the leads that you need in order to allow your business to grow. It can no longer just be a, a very simple reliance on, on referrals. It can no longer just be a simple reliance on a, a webinar that you're going to run as to. It can't be just a simple reliance on having your blog to rank via SEO in Google. All of those things are important. I'm not saying to stop any of it, but we're going to have to think about how we can begin to stand out even more because there's just more out there to compete with. And so I want to start this conversation today and really get us thinking about how we can present something new and different to our market and what in every when whatever industry you may be in so that you're able to show up and really stand out and compete for the clients that you want to serve because they need you, they're looking for you, and we just have to find a way to make that connection. So you know that business growth and financial stability require one thing, and that's clients. So that means gaining more clients has to be top priority in your business if you want to survive without being in a constant feast and famine mode. That's just not sexy. So those other successful consultants you see on LinkedIn or Instagram making it look so easy, it's like they have some secret sauce or luck for for endless clients or referrals. But honestly, all thriving practices are built on solid processes, showing up authentically in your marketing and 
and positioning your expertise effectively. In other words, there is a consulting code that you can learn, plug into your business, and then modify so it leads you toward your ideal business and your ideal lifestyle. So if you want to know more and have the secret to crack this code, just visit my description and download the free foolproof checklist to grow your consulting business to six figures and beyond. Because when you crack the code, you'll be able to generate leads and increase profits with more ease. All right, let's start talking about how you can begin to stand out um, uh, even more so definitely as we think about more and more people entering into your industry in this space. Now, one of the first things that uh, you can do is to really focus on how you can begin to make whatever process that you are offering help the client achieve their goal quicker, cheaper, or faster. You know, I was talking very recently about this whole concept of time and energy and how I feel like undervalued this is in terms of a return on investment. We're so heavily focused sometimes on just saving money that we don't really think about all of the money that even can potentially be saved by being able to complete a task faster or, um, you know, to, to be able to move through a process more swiftly. But even above and beyond that, just manpower and the resources that you can save by being able to simplify a process or a workflow to a significant extent is something that's extremely valuable, especially in this space where you have a lot of businesses and companies and organizations that are short-staffed. Actually, we were flying actually in from uh, Phoenix the other day and waiting in the line so you can go through the whole metal detector and they only had one open. Now imagine (laughs) trying to get on your flight at the last minute with only one checkpoint open. Thank God that was not the case for us. We had gotten there a lot earlier, but the security guard was standing there and he was just apologizing over and over again because he said that they were down 15 people at that particular checkpoint. And I thought that, oh, wow, that's so crazy. How in the world can they be that short staffed? But it happens. It is happening. We were just talking about the number of people that have walked away from their jobs. So, you know, we're in this space where you're being able to really not just think about offering something new. I think that's one of the things we're always thinking about what what new and innovative I can offer. Yes, that's always good to think about. And, you know, I'm not saying to not not think about anything new or not think about anything innovative, but how can you take a process that's currently working and optimize it to the point where your client is able to achieve their goal or get the work done with fewer people, get it done faster, be able to generate the outcome quicker. Those are things that are going to really um, allow you to elevate your offering even more so than you just being able to solve the the problem. Because typically when you are initially solving the problem, it's not quite optimized as of yet. So, you know, that's one way to really think about how you can begin to stand out during this period where you feel like your market may be getting more and more saturated. Think about how you can take the processes, the services that you currently offer, study, hone in on, you know, what has been working for other clients, what has been working in the past, what didn't work in the past, how can you change and modify those processes and workflows so that you're able to get them to their end result a lot faster with the same level of quality? 
quality and without making a lot of errors and mistakes, you know, so that has, you have to have a certain level of quality control that's there. But being able to do that is going to be something that is extremely valuable and that will help you stand out even more, especially in this space where so many businesses and organizations are short staffed, or even if you are working with other solopreneurs where they're overwhelmed with the workload and maybe unable to ha- to hire the amount of help that they truly need in order to follow through and to uh, really um, you know satisfy all of the business requests that they currently have. So this is one way that we can definitely begin to stand out. Okay, the next thing that I really want you to consider is being very, very intentional with how you are positioning yourself. And this is super important. It's important for a number of reasons because, you know, when you're talking about positioning, it typically is referring to how a client or prospect sees you relative to others in your industry. And so it's much easier for people to Uh, in essence, kind of put us into a space or a box and compare us to what they find to be familiar and then make a judgment based upon that positioning. Uh, just because they're presented with so many things to consider day after day, they're bombarded with information. So, you know, when we're thinking about how can we intentionally and effectively position ourselves so that we can be the consultant or the consultant group that that's chosen, then, you know, you really have to know and understand how you can best help your client achieve their goals. And, you know, when I say achieve their goal, I mean, moving beyond just thinking about what that initial result uh, may actually be and moving beyond them just having a, a way or a mechanism or a process to solve a particular problem, but how do you carry them beyond that to this point where you're really beginning to appeal to a higher level of identity and emotions for them? How do you get them to this point where you are speaking to their aspirations and not necessarily just speaking to you know them getting by? I think oftentimes when we are working, we're often trying to solve an immediate problem that our clients may have have and whatever immediate struggle that may need to be met. And that's because urgency will allow people to to sign and to sign that contract with you and to move forward with the collaboration because they need to solve this problem right away. But there is another element or component that's also there. And that is this, you know, emotional component, especially when you're working with smaller businesses or organizations that may have founders, or uh, if you're definitely working in the consumer space, then emotions are going to be a, a very significant driver to the sale. And when you're thinking about how you can play upon that, not play upon that in terms of trick or anything of that nature, but how, how you can tap into that emotional aspect so that you can show them what they aspire to and how you can help them get there, that can be extremely powerful. Very few people speak to the aspiration. Most people, even when you think about something like weight loss, most people speak to you dropping five or 10 pounds. Most people speak to you know what diet you may need to be on in order to lose weight. Most people may speak 
speak to whether or not you need to count calories versus macros. You know, they have all these different solutions for weight loss, but how many actually speak to getting you to this point where you are, in essence, transformed into the individual that doesn't have to fight with their weight any longer or the calories any longer. And this is coming to mind because it's a podcast that that I started listening to very recently. And the one of the reasons I was so drawn to the to it and why it was so different from the other 10 billion health and wellness podcasts that were out there is because she spoke to the aspiration. She spoke to what was beyond just the immediate need to actually solving this problem for a lifetime. Something like that is extremely powerful. So when we're thinking about our solutions, how can we provide a service to the the clients that we want to serve that actually take them to a higher level of aspiration, a higher endpoint that they truly, truly desire and want to get to. This even works for the larger organizations or businesses as well, even in the B2B space. Every organization, every company has a larger mission or goal. Anything that can get them there faster, that can get them to that finish line where they really want to be, is going to be something that they are going to desire. But the key is going to be, how do you get them there from their current state? That's the hard part, right? It's easy to get to this end point when you have everything else in place and that's probably like the last step. But just like with the weight loss, how do you take somebody who doesn't know how to count calories, who doesn't, you know, know how to shop well for the proper foods, who is already struggling with uh, weight that they've gained? And how do you get them to that end point where they never have to worry about dieting again? That's a massive transformation. But there are people that focus on that level of transformation. And that level of transformation doesn't mean that you offer 10 different services. It means that what what is it that you can find as a commonality along that entire journey that you can offer that will take them there? Usually that requires you to dig deep and to niche down so intentionally that you're able to pinpoint a way to speak to their um, their higher aspirations of what they really want to accomplish. And so, you know, I want to, to think about ways that you can do that because that will help you stand out from all of the people who are just talking about the, the general solution. You want to be able to go a lot deeper and be able to tap into what they truly, truly desire and aspire to. Now, the only way you can do that is to know your client well enough, know your prospects well enough, but But once you're able to do that and you study that and you learn that, then being able to get them there is going to be your ticket to really growing your business further. Now, the last thing that I wanted to mention is something that I love to include in my in my coaching program. I talk to my clients about a lot because this is something that actually helps to speed the the buyer's journey because what it does, it actually creates this level of connection that you can't get any other kind of way. And that is taking the time out to create opportunities for connection. And what I mean by opportunities for connection, I mean, you know, these are moments where you are able to meet with prospects or, you know, individuals that were, you would be your ideal client 
those that really fit into alignment with your services and people who you will want to work with where you create, whether it is a meetup or if it is some type of a laid back, you know, webinar or talk or some other different touch point that is very common in your industry where you, you know, the personality types that's going to vary from industry to industry in terms of what fits in terms of the workflow and time of day and availability and all that type of stuff. But when you find a way to create this opportunity for connection, you can use it as a way to begin to showcase your expertise so they get to not just hear what you have to say, but they get to see it in action and it get to, in essence, feel it because they are going to be uh, being be receiving that messaging in that space and at that time. And by doing that, you're able to also gauge, you know, their response and create some level of conversation that creates a connection, a bond and builds a relationship, at least jumpstarts that relationship so that then you're able to build your business from that, whether it's with them directly or with them through through a referral process. So that can definitely speed the journey along even faster than if you had to, you know, kind of try and dig for an opportunity to meet one-on-one when each individual has, you know, time on their calendar. Having something that would be highly beneficial for them to attend is going to definitely jumpstart that whole process. And I, you know, I think that's a lot of where, webinars used to play a big role. Um, and it's not that I'm saying that webinars are dead because they definitely are not. But, you know, previously there was a little bit more time for us to take part in these webinars and Definitely, if you work in a B2B space, you may have, you know, someone, maybe it's not the, the uh, uh, someone that's high up in the industry or in that particular business organization, but maybe it's someone that does have some level of decision making or some influence on the decision maker that's able to attend. And then your name is in the hat and you're able to really, you know, uh, gain entry into that business that way. But, you know, now times are changing and things are definitely just time is limited, number one. Number two, you know, you have to think about the number of individuals out there that are giving <laughs> webinars. There are so many um, as opposed to how they were previously. Most people can't go, like if you work in healthcare consulting like I do, a lot of, you know, people in healthcare can't go to a lot of industry dinners after hours any longer because that's frowned upon. And, you know, so we have to get a little bit more creative in terms of how we're able to create those opportunities for connection. But that's one of the reasons why uh, that works so well. That's one of the reasons why those, you know, those dinners and those opportunities to sit down and to have conversation work so well. Cause not only does it help you connect with the clients that you want to serve, but you can actually gain so much market research during those moments where you're talking and having these laid back discussions that able to test your messaging and your ideas and, and really gain some clarification in terms of how you need to position yourself further. So uh, it can be extremely helpful for you to really speed things along. 
I just think that we're at this point where the standard work, the standard techniques are no longer going to be as effective. And so we're going to have to think out the box when it comes to growing and building our consulting businesses for the future. But I do think that, you know, some of what we talked about today, hopefully will give you a good start and allow you to, uh, to definitely approach things, you know, differently. You know, when we talked about, you know, thinking about ways for you to help your clients achieve their goals, uh, either cheaper, quicker, faster, uh, definitely speeding that process along. We talk about appealing to their aspirations and really thinking about what they aspire to and focusing on going into more depth so that we can focus on a a more massive and more um, uh, a larger transformation than we had before. And then last but not least, thinking about these opportunities for connection to build relationships that cannot be easily built any other kind of way, having those direct conversations and really being able to generate and build the type of relationships that lead to either business or referrals. So I'm hoping this episode (laughs) was helpful for you. And definitely, if you enjoyed it, please, please, please share it with a friend. Uh, Definitely uh, tag me if you happen to post this episode on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram. I would definitely love to continue this conversation. So do not hesitate to reach out via DM or messaging. And until next time, I hope that you take care. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit consulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.